Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one liberating page of Talmud every day. And in today's pages, Rosh Hashanah 8 and 9, Liberty proclaims throughout the land. Have a listen to this beautiful, beautiful quote. It is clear that according to everyone, the term drol is a word meaning liberty. From where may this be inferred? The Gemara answers, as it is taught in a baraita, the word drol is a term meaning only liberty. Rabbi Yehuda said, what is the meaning of the word drol? It is like a man who dwells, medayer, in any dwelling, dayara, and moves merchandise around the entire country, i.e. he could live and do business wherever he wants. What a beautiful homiletic, what a beautiful bit of poetry we have there. And with liberty on the mind and with freedom of movement and conscience and commerce, first and foremost, deriving from this beautiful duff, it is my pleasure to welcome back to the show my dear, dear friend, Rabbi Dr. Stuart Halperin. Hello, my friend. It is such a pleasure to be back on the show. Your official title is basically the Professor Snape of the Hogwarts of the Jewish People, Yeshiva University, right? The Defender of the Faith. That's exactly what's on my business card. Absolutely. You run the... Why don't you tell us the title? Because I always botch it. (laughs) I'm Senior Advisor to the Provost and Deputy Director of the Strauss Center for Torah and Western Thought. And as befitting someone who brings together Torah and Western Thought, you write and think a lot about those surprising connections in which Torah and Talmud and things that seem kind of ancient and in the sort of mists of time reappear and inspire us today in America. In fact, informing the very foundations of this country, and nowhere perhaps is this more true, more clear, and and more delightful, as I learned from a recent and wonderful piece that you wrote, than in the case of the Liberty Bell. Yeah, so when I think of Liberty on the move, I actually think of a fascinating footnote to American history. So the Liberty Bell, of course, with the inscription on it from the Pasuk, the verse in Leviticus, and you shall proclaim liberty throughout the land and to all the inhabitants thereof from Leviticus chapter 25, The Liberty Bell, originally commissioned in 1751 by the Pennsylvania Provincial Assembly to mark the 50th or Jubilee anniversary of William Penn's composition of the Charter of Privileges, what became known as the Liberty Bell has become the, one might say, Ark of the Covenant of America. And in fact, like the Ark, it actually used to go travel. Freedom used to travel across the land. In fact, as I wrote in my piece and tablet, Between 1885 and 1904, the Liberty Bell actually went on the move six times to capacity crowds. It was the biggest draw in the land. It actually pulled together people from across the harshest of political divides, the harshest. Now, you might think, Leo, that nowadays Americans hate each other more than ever. But in fact, unfortunately, they used to somehow hate each other even more. And in the shadow, (laughs) in the shambles of the country after the Civil War, On one of the tours that the Liberty Bell took, the trip's organizers, of course, from the city of Brotherly Love, made it a point to ask to pay homage to the bell on its way through town. No one other than Jefferson Davis, the former president of the Confederacy, the worst of the worst. And yet, when all was said and done, though this man represented the the worst moral inclinations one could possibly have as an American, the idea that the traveling Liberty Bell could bridge such a divide was something that at the end of the day, the harshest of enemies could agree to get behind and to pay their respect to was something that these organizers felt was of crucial importance. And so in fact, 
Jefferson Davis came out of his house as the bell was passing through town and said as follows, I think the time has come when reason should be submitted for passion and when men who have fought in support of their honest convictions shall be able and willing to do justice to each other. Now, of course, he was wrong in his convictions. Everyone knows that now, thankfully. But yet, even though everyone was still ashen and was still torn and was still angry and was still heartbroken over what had happened to this country, the traveling bell of liberty was able to bring people together. Two decades earlier, Frederick Douglass had invoked the bell in his remarks in a speech also in Philadelphia. I ask you, he implored attendees, to adopt the principles proclaimed by yourselves, by your revolutionary fathers, and by the old bell in Independence Hall. What I thought was particularly incredible was that Muhammad Ali, in 1976, who was at the time controversial for his having refused to serve in the Vietnam War, he, of course, recorded an album. Why not? And of all things, as I'm sure your listeners are gathering, his album was about nothing other than taking care of one's teeth brushing your teeth better. The album the album was, in fact, called Ali and His Gang versus Mr. Tooth Decay. I kid you not, you could dial it up on YouTube. And the album kicks off by the boxer asking, who knocked the crack in the Liberty Bell? To which a choir of children responds, Ali, Ali. So through controversy, through conflict, through the harshness of political rhetoric, the Liberty Bell, the traveling symbol of freedom, the traveling arc of the Covenant of America, has actually united Americans. And I think now that the country is kind of sort of opening up a little bit more, people have been going to concerts. Who do the kids go see these days? The Rolling Stones, right? The Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones are back on tour. The Liberty Bell should go back on tour. I think it's time to remind Americans who are so harshly divided that we've been this divided before. And what has brought us together? The biblically inspired symbols of American unity. None better than the Liberty Bell. If septuagenarian Mick Jagger could still prance on stages and show that he's got it, then the slightly older Bell certainly can. Sir Helpman, thank you so much for being our guest. Always a pleasure and an honor. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please Go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>